Hello, everyone. Welcome to the JAG Report. This is Jason Phillip here today. We're going to give you some quick updates on what's happening uh, in D.C. and with our different branches of government. Uh, Philip, would you like to open us up in prayer? I would. Thank you, Father. We love you. Thank you for this day, Lord. And we just we just want to stop and pause and realize where we are, what you're doing with the court and um, all the difficulty, but also how your hand is moving. And uh, we don't we don't want to move forward before thanking you, but also asking you to continue to pour out your blessing and your protection on the Supreme Court especially the justices that are, um, that are following you in this draft opinion because of the danger that they've been put under. We pray that you bless our time today, that you use these words, Lord, to bless those listening for your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Philip. Well, what's, uh, what do we have first on the docket? Yeah. What's going on in DC? Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about the mob that showed up on Monday, the attempted shutdown mob. Then we're going to talk about Jane's revenge and what's happening with the, the pro-death forces up there. That's not an exaggeration. We'll talk about Luke chapter 12, how that fits into where we are right now. It's incredibly important. And then we'll finish by talking about a letter that Senator Elizabeth Warren and 25 other senators sent to Joe Biden asking him to uh, issue an executive order if and when Roe is reversed. So but the first one, uh, Jace, the, the mob showed up Monday in D.C., right. the so-called shutdown mob, the self-proclaimed anti-constitutional mob. I think they found when they got there that the Supreme Court had already taken some steps to shut down the street. So I don't know how much they accomplished, but how about you? What did you hear, Jace? Well, I had some friends texting me and they said that uh, they were walking back to their place right behind it. And they said Sunday night at 10 or midnight they were already gathering it was like a camp out thing kind of going on all night uh and then i had some other friends that were there uh right. protesting on the pro-life side and they you know they said there was some confrontation some conflict but all in all it it didn't it uh everybody was relatively safe yeah. there wasn't any huge huge fights that's, break out or anything which is and that's an answer to prayer thank god because it you know as we as we knew it could have been ugly. So thank God that um, that it was a bit calm. I, I did want to tell you this, Jason, for everyone to know, I, we had some friends up there, you and I both do, people who were there. And I don't think it happened on Monday, but it was before that, a, a pro-abortion activist. There are two fences. There's the tall fence closest to the court and then a perimeter and a second lower fence that's probably about hip high. But a guy jumped the first fence and ran up and took like a U-shaped bike lock and literally locked his neck to the big fence. Um, it turns out, Jace, he's not being charged with anything, which to me shows the injustice of what's happening. I mean, if one of our pro-life friends had done that, I would think the D.C. government would be after them. They'd probably be locked up for who knows how long. Right. But, but this I had is one guess. of the things that, that upsetting it is this lack of justice that we're seeing. So, um, But speaking of which, Jane's Revenge uh, is a group who I... I I hesitate to even mention their name, but LifeSite News has an article about them, and they're declaring open season, quote, on pro-life groups that they promise to escalate their violence. Um, now, these are the it, groups, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen their work. I, I'm pretty sure their work is where they firebomb or vandalize a clinic, and then they write, if abortion isn't safe, neither are you. Is that the same group? 
That is, it's my understanding it is. Um, now, whether whether there are organic people doing other things, and as a matter of fact, I think Jane's Revenge is, is encouraging people to just be organic about this and go do what they want to do, but they're they're calling for violence, not just graffiti, but cutting and some other things. And given what's happened in the assassination attempt with Justice Kavanaugh, these groups are really trying to put people afraid for their lives. There's no question that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to threaten pro-lifers and make them stop for fear of being murdered. That's what the that's what the pro murder crowd is up to. They're actually pro murder and it it really logically I guess sadly makes sense, Jace. Yeah, it doesn't I guess it doesn't stop uh yeah, after babies it extends to people who want to protect the babies as well. It it does. And so there's a verse that we're going to look at here in the Bible. And this is a verse, Jace, that for me has been a big one for several months. Yeah. Give, it to, um, give, it, give us the red words. This is, uh, this is, yes, it is red. It's Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 12, verse 4. Now, keep in mind, these are strong, sober, sobering words that I'm going to read, but I want you guys to listen, and they're from Jesus. He says, and I say to you, my friends, and let me, let me pause there. This is after John the Baptist had already been martyred, had his head cut off, so there was serious reason for not only Jesus, but others to be put under fear. Of course, Jesus wasn't giving into it, but still, that's, that's the context of where we were at this time. So Jesus says, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that, have no more that they can do to you. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he is killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. And so, Jace, I think where, where we have to be right now is we have to be, we have to fear the Lord. Other, other places in scripture, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so when we fear God, it puts us in that context of not fearing other things, because the fear of the Lord is so much, it's so much greater. And we really need that as a people right now, especially in the midst of this battle for our nation. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I have a couple friends that I that I know of that are kind of what I, I would call uh, moderate Christians, and they you know they've in their hearts probably given in a little bit to the spirit of the age, and uh, you know when they see when they see things like. Uh, people worshiping at the Supreme Court, worshiping the Lord to to do pro-life demonstrations in the midst of all the the pro-choice death crowd that's you know raging around them. They'll, they'll kind of sneer at it a little bit and say like, mm -hmm. "Well, I don't think that's the best way to go about it. Maybe we shouldn't do that," which I think is a little silly. I don't I don't see in the scriptures where it says all the earth shall be filled with His glory, except for pro-choice rallies. But I digress. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking about it and about how I think there's a lot of Christians that see cancel culture and just the tenacity of people on the left uh, to get just really nasty against people who stand up for righteousness. And of course, there's people in the church that do nasty things as well. I'm not exempting them. But to say I am going to cave a little bit to the to the to the to the spirit of the age to wickedness like i'm i'm, I'm going to kind of ease up a little bit because i don't want to be canceled i don't want to offend people and well the church has been really 
you know, nasty to these groups for the past hundred years. So I think we need to do a little reparations. I think that's just, I think it's absurd. And I think it's so silly. And I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's compromising and it's weak and it's not, I'm not speaking pejoratively every, you know, nobody's above anything. Even King David fell to serious sin. Uh, and by God's grace, we won't, but, uh, it, it, the point you bring up is so important for the church to understand for a couple of reasons. First, because it is so imperative that the church keeps the blood of the lamb warm on their hearts so that they're not swayed by the spirit of the age and start to cave into wickedness in any way. And second, it's important because we must stand up for the Lord because of what you're saying. He has authority over our very souls, way beyond what people can do to the body. And he deserves our reverence and our fear and our consideration. There was a, there's a story I was reading the other day, this old man, he was 80, he he lived to 80 in like the first hundred years. Now is this a true story or a parable, Jason? No, it's a true story. True story. All right. Yeah. He is about a hundred. This is in the first century after Jesus left. And he was uh, one of the martyrs. And, uh, he lived to 80, which is crazy. I mean, just that's a super long time to live back then. And uh, he was being fed to lions in Rome for his for his faith. And uh, it is documented in a, a book I had. I was reading it and it said uh, that the guards were pleading with him beforehand because he was such a, a kind man. They were saying, hey, just just renounce your faith and we'll let you go. You don't you only have a couple of years left. If that just why why go through this? And he said, my Jesus has never once been unfaithful to me in 80 years. Why would I be unfaithful to him now? Wow. wow. And the tenacity and the reverence for Jesus, the Christ in whom we live and have our being and who everything is unto deserves way more than just considering whether it's right. okay to worship at a pro-choice rally. It's so much beyond that. It is. And we, um, and it's freeing too, when we get to that point, when we break through the fear that the enemy brings, in other words, when the enemy tries to put us under fear, whether it's for our life, whether it's for being kicked off of a platform, uh, whether it's being put in prison or, or having our family harmed or money taken away or, you know, whatever it is that people can be afraid of that all of us can deal with. When we face those fears and say no to them, and we say yes to fearing God, it completely frees us up. And I think that's what Jesus, well, I know that's what Jesus is talking about here. We have that proper fear of God. It makes us not fear other things. And then we're truly useful to him. And that's when the left has nothing left, Jace, because God is the one who has the true thing that we're afraid of. I mean, eternity is a really long time, guys. And we're here on earth walking for, you know, for some of us that never make it out of the womb, but for others that may live 100, 110 years, but in the midst of eternity, that still is very short. So our lives are for him. And when we have that perspective, we can be truly useful. And it is necessary right now in America, right now with the Supreme Court. I mean, you have justices literally being threatened with their own lives and threats being made against their children. Even So these are serious times, Jace. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. And I think that uh, serious times, uh, 
receive a, a serious measure of God's grace yeah, to get through yeah. it. And so it, it, we're in the, the hardest times, but we're also in the best yep, times. Yep. And that and that's not being a martyr complex. Jason and I are not trying to be tough guys. We're just saying this is the truth. This is what Jesus said. And we're living, we're living in it. So one other thing, and then I, we're going to have a shorter time on the video today, guys, but I do want to point one other thing out to you before we wrap up. Um, last week on June 7th, Senator Elizabeth Warren and 25 U.S. senators sent a letter to Joe Biden. They're anticipating that Dobbs will reverse Roe in the Supreme Court, and they're wanting Biden to issue an executive order to protect the, the so-called fundamental right to abortion. Um, and they they ask six things that they want Biden to do to try to take executive action. Jace, what's important about this is, uh, I guess, two things. One, um, this letter is uh, presupposes that there is a right to abortion. And so I'll just ask you the question, Jace, is there is there a right, a federal right to abortion in the Constitution? No, supremely not. <laughs> Matter of fact, Jason, I have an outstanding offer. We'll give you a billion dollars. Maybe a trillion, if you can yeah. find the word abortion in the text of the Constitution. It's an open bounty. And it's funny about that is that you have these people saying like, well, it's a fundamental right because the Supreme Court says so. And now the Supreme Court's not saying so, and they're still right. saying, but it's a fundamental right. <laughs> so so what, what Biden will try to do is say it is from the executive branch. Of course, the, the Supreme Court has been saying it from the judicial branch for now nearly 50 years. Now, in all seriousness, guys, there there is... Um, there is a deep principle here, and I'm just going to touch on it. It's still something that I'm praying through, but I want you guys to pray about it. And feel free to give us some comments to tell us your thoughts on this um, that you think may be from the Lord. But um, what happens between this nation and God and from God back to this nation when the U.S. Supreme Court repents and reverses this edict of death, of genocide against unborn babies? What happens from God? back to the United States when that happens, guys. I think it's something significant. Something changes. I think we can all agree. Something changes. But it's not just what we say to God. It's what God then says and does in response to this nation in terms of his grace, his outpouring, perhaps revival, perhaps touching us, bringing the justice that we so desperately need. Um, so what I think the left is after, and spiritually speaking, they want that breach to remain between the United States of America and God that would be healed and reconciled with the reversal of Roe. They've tried to reopen that breach through the legislative branch, right, Chase? They tried right. to pass legislation to so-called codify Roe. They haven't been able to do it. I think what Elizabeth Warren's letter is intended to do is to try to get Joe Biden to do it through the executive branch. And so we need to be praying about this. How do we respond? How do we deal with it? Number one, there's not a federal right to abortion. So if Biden issues an executive order following a so-called right to abortion, then arguably it's not constitutional because it's based on a non-constitutional right they're claiming that isn't there. So, Jace, right. any any thoughts you want to share on that? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Well, maybe one. It's it's just that you know I follow. Uh, I followed, you know, some kind of leftist organizations on social media to see what they're talking about. And a big theme right now is like, well, the Republicans and the Christian nationalists, they don't like they're afraid for this to go to the legislature because they know that most of the country wants abortion. That's why they're trying to get this done to the judiciary. And I kind of have to step back and be like, do people really believe that? 
Like all the, no, like, no, we wanted to go yeah. to the legislature. Yeah. That's the place where it belongs. And then the left in the same breath goes with Elizabeth Warren and the others, and they try and force it in unconstitutionally through the executive. Yep. Yep. And so to everybody listening that, you know, when people make absurd claims like that, just don't buy it. It's absurd. It's like, no, the matters of law belong in the legislature. And Americans don't want abortion as a fundamental right up until the moment of birth. That's just not the case. I don't know who's saying that, but it's not true. It's not. Yeah. And so now they're trying to force it through the executive because they know the truth. They know that that's not reality. So anyway, for anybody on the on the on the podcast watching that's dealing with that kind of rhetoric from their from their neighbors or friends. Yeah, don't buy it. That's not, that's absolutely false. That's good. Well, Jace, I know you have a meeting to go to. Jace is yeah. dressed up, looking sharp, getting ready to help, head out the door. So yeah, we want to wrap up here in a minute. Um, Jace, anything else that we want to announce? No, just uh, if you like our videos, follow, subscribe, share them, uh, contribute to JAG and help us uh, advocate for good constitutional judges to be put on the federal bench, uh, all the housekeeping things. Uh, yeah. And that's about it. And, and Jace, I'll emphasize that. People have asked me before now, are you guys just independently wealthy and you don't need contributions? I said, no, we're not. We, we love the support. We depend on it. So just so that you guys know, when you do give to support JAG, we really do appreciate it. We, we value and love yeah, your contributions and we appreciate you and so many of you that pray for us too. We appreciate you. So we have some great things coming up. We'll have some reports for you in the coming weeks too. So God bless you guys. We love you. Jace, I know you've got a scoot, brother. You want to close us in prayer? Yes, that sounds great. I'll do that. All right. Lord, thank you for today's JAG Report podcast. We pray that you would bring justice in the executive, that this uh, executive order would not materialize or come to fruition in any way. We pray for safety over the justices and over uh, the people at the Supreme Court. But Lord, we also, uh, we pray that you would radicalize in the best way the church to be agents of love and peace yeah. and righteousness and justice. And would you open our eyes to see you rightly? Give us a spirit of revelation and fascination and the knowledge of God, that we would be consumed and captured by your radiance, that we would be so enthralled with your beauty that we wouldn't have time to question little ticky tack things about what's right and what's that we would just seek you and seek justice and that you would speak to us and consecrate us for your purposes. We love you and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Sounds good, everybody. Bye-bye. See you next week.